You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher. The mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. This is your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, and you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout-out, of course, to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and the American Forces Radio Network, making Fantasy Freestyle truly a global show around the world to the service men and women looking for a little taste of home and also hoping to win their leagues and win that cash. It is a Wednesday here at Studio 34. I got my boy, Don. Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. And yo, Fantasy Freestyle is a participatory, a participatory show. You can holler at me at 844-843-6879, but you could also catch us on Twitter so many ways at that FNTSY radio Twitter handle, or you could ask me anything or follow me at Spittin' Speeds. We got a poll question up that relates to uh, trying to make baseball fun again. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But I got a good show for you. We're going to talk a little bit more NBA playoffs with my boy Donnie Burns like we've been doing. I've been talking about this launch angle and exit velocity all baseball season. And I think my man Mr. Yadier Alonso on the Oakland A's is a great test case. We're going to dive into that a little bit more. We also have a little bit more details on what uh, you know some of the antecedents of Matt Harvey's weekend were. We're going to get into that as we put the fun in functional sports radio. And if you listen to Fantasy Freestyle, one of the things you know I have been talking about you know, since its inception here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is this idea of the pain management in the NFL. Okay, all the opioids, the painkillers, the Toradol. We, I've been talking about how certain players like Jake Plummer and Kyle Turley have been coming out um, as advocates for marijuana. I have come out saying how the NFL needs to get ahead of this if they do, in fact, care about player safety. And uh, we have news on that front. We're going to be talking about that all week long as well here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So come on right back. After the break, we're going to get into our starting lineups. I won you money last night. Hopefully, I'll do it again tonight. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. Come on right back on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. good everybody welcome back to the fantasy freestyle this is dame martinez holding you down on the fantasy sports radio network of course our sports byline affiliates let's go out to tennessee real quick big shout out to 1390 a.m in jackson tennessee and don't forget about 560 a.m whbq out there in memphis tennessee uh you know thanks to everybody listening to the fantasy freestyle with your boy speeds the spitting statistician and my man donnie burns on ones and twos keeping it so hot that we sweat steam let's get into the starting cypher right now news and notes around major league baseball the giants have placed their closer mark melanson on the dl with an elbow issue 
with an elbow issue. They are hoping for the minimum stay there. So uh, check out. You may need to get saves elsewhere if you had Melanson. And remember, I told you going into the season, he was not a closer I wanted, not because of the injury risk, but more because he was just not a um, a strikeout kind of guy, didn't have the ratios that I liked in my closers. So he didn't wind up on any of mine teams. Hope he didn't wind up on any of yours. Kendry Morales left the game last night versus the Indians with a tight hamstring. They're keeping him out day to day. And also, in the Washington closer news, you got two uh, two guys trying to get back healthy. Coda Glover had a rehab inning recently, and Sean Kelly went for a simulated game. So one or both of those goals guys could be back sometime soon. Also want to let you know that Decker Fowler is out for today's matchup for the St. Louis Cardinals with a shoulder issue. Let's talk about how we win that cash. Last night in DFS, I told you that I liked some mid-level starters in the 7,000 range that I thought you could win with. I don't know if you listened to me, but once again, if you did, you might have been good, especially in cash lineups. I told you I liked Hector Santiago fading the Chicago White Sox at 7,400 yesterday. He went out and went six and two-thirds innings only gave up two runs and struck out six guys. He got you a quality start, and they win in FanDuel scoring as they won 7-2 uh, to two against the White Sox in Chicago. So that probably helped you out. I also told you about Matt Andres going against the Kansas City Royals. He did not get the win. But he, uh, or the quality start, unfortunately. He did strike out seven, though, and only gave up two runs. So he, uh, you know, he didn't blow up your lineups. Today, I'm telling you, I am once again at this point where I am fading the Kansas City Royals offense, especially if they're in a ballpark like the one down in Tampa Bay, especially if they're facing Tampa Bay's ace, Chris Archer. So I am on Chris Archer tonight at 10,400 on FanDuel. The Kansas City Royals, 96 runs scored, is the worst in the American League. And on the other side, I'm looking for a team in the National League that does not score a ton of runs, and that is the San Diego Padres. They are, you know, their 122 runs is more than only really the San Francisco Giants, and I think it's tied with the Pittsburgh Pirates in the NL, and they are going up against you. That's you, Darvish, for the Texas Rangers. I get that he's at 11,200, but tonight, unlike last night, is one of the nights I think you need to pay up for pitching to get especially the strikeout artist like you, Darvish. One of the things we've been talking about all season long as we keep it moving here on Speed's starting lineup on the Fantasy Freestyle is this idea of launch angle and how a lot of people are consciously making changes to their swing because of the data that is coming out around launch angle and around exit velocity. And I want to talk specifically about my man, Yonder Alonso. And Yonder Alonso is a guy that Benny Riccardi has been giving you out on DFS lineup lock for the last couple of days. I know a lot of people have been high on all these guys that take that transition and are actually looking to change their approach to hit more fly balls. If I have to say it again, you're going to have to hear it again because I'm going to be saying it all season long. Guys are systematically and strategically changing their approach to hit more fly balls. Listen to Yonder Alonso himself that he said in training camp or in spring training, and I quote, I did some mechanical things, but also the intent is important. I'm trying to punish it more and get it in the air. And then he later you know, says that this is part of really the swing that he's trying to have. Well, let's see if it works for him. 
He now is hitting 309 with 11 homers and 27 ribbies already on the young season with an OPS of 1.086. But more importantly, his fly ball rate is absolutely crazy. Fangraphs just did a thing, and his fly ball rate from over the last couple of years to this year literally looks like you're about to ride the beginning of the scream machine out there in Six Flags. It is a steep climb up, and this year, 75% of Yonder Alonso's batted balls are in the air if you combine his 50% fly ball rate with his line drives, okay? And... According to him trying to quote-unquote punish the ball, his exit velocity is up on average from 90 to 94 miles an hour. This is what he is literally consciously trying to do, and the power has come as a result. Again, 1.086 OPS coming out of first base, a problem, a position that was always had power, but I've said you could have got power late, and you've seen guys, Ryan Zimmerman, Jay Bruce, Yonder Alonso, all making the same kind of change. You also see other extreme cases in the National League. Guys like Trevor Story are doing this. Guys like Ryan Shrimp for the San Diego Padres are doing this, okay? We give it out sometimes as a diamond in the rough, but I'm trying to tell you that now in 2017 in Major League Baseball, this three true outcomes approach is not only what pitchers are looking for with strikeout, but this is okay. This is offense in baseball 2017 and here's more to support that yonder alonzo because he is trying to punish the ball hurt the ball he used to be a guy that was hard to strike out that would take his you know be discerning at the plate his k rate has also gone up this year his k rate has gone up from 14 percent to 22 percent but they don't care let me tell you something fam did a big stat um a form of weighted on base, okay? And all the guys that are scoring high on this are guys that are making this change this year. His teammate, Chris Davis, Ryan Zimmerman, Aaron Judge, Miguel Sano, who we've also talked about making this change, Matt Kemp, who's also doing the same thing, Freddie Freeman, again, in Atlanta. These are guys that are looking to quote-unquote punish the ball, increase their exit velocity, literally hit the bottom of the ball for their launch angle. This is a sustainable change, okay? And I say it's a sustainable change because I'm telling you, here's the other thing about Yonder Alonso. He's only 48% owned in season-long leagues. Right now, if you are at the bar at happy hour with your boys having a drink or with your girls having a drink after work, one of the two of you are in a league where you can right now go get Yonder Alonso and his 309 average, 11 homers, and 27 ribbies, and I'm here to tell you, Speeds the Spitting Statistician is here to tell you that this is sustainable for the rest of the season. He's only 40-some-odd percent owned. Go out and get Yonder Alonso. and when you're looking for other guys that have a fast start, check to see if there's a dramatic shift in things like their launch angle because that has become a telltale sign. Like I said, though, I got this poll up about should the MLB, should baseball focus on more fun also. You know, Bryce Harper talking about let's make baseball fun again. And people were talking about the pace of play. Remember I did a poll recently about, you know, how do we get millennials in? It was that streaming coverage. But one of the things is like the idea of the bat flip. You know, we talked about like the quote-unquote unwritten rules of baseball. 
I even said how the WBC should kind of be for the title of unwritten rules in baseball. And if like Korea, Japan or the Dominican won it, then bat flip should become all the vogue and part of the quote unquote written rules of baseball. That's ultimately not what happened. But this is happening all over Sports, you know, in the NFL, we call it the no fun league, getting flags for celebrations. We talk about the celebrations and flexing and dances and high fives with LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA. So I ask you, does it bother you? We got a poll question up there right now in that FNTSY radio Twitter poll. We have a poll up there. Do these kind of team or individual celebrations like bat flips and others? Antonio Brown with the three pumps. Does it bother you? Yes, it shows up the other team. No, it's okay to celebrate. Or it's okay, but don't go overboard. We're going to check in on those polls when we come back. And we got a lot more going on in the cipher. We got NBA playoffs, Game 5, Boston-Washington to check in on, and a whole lot more. You are listening to Dane Martinez Spees, the spitting statistician, here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Okay. Follow us on Twitter. Holler at me if you want, because we can talk about this launch angle. We're going to come on back, talk more baseball, little Matt Harvey. I have reasons why he's acting like a middle school girl. We'll come on back to that. We'll get into the starting cipher, all that and more here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's get into the cipher. I give you my news and notes on the NFL every day because football is always king, especially here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network where we help you win your leagues and win that cash. Rams GM Les Snead says the goal for Tavon Austin is to be ready for training camp. That after he had wrist surgery in the offseason. Interestingly enough, they say he wants uh, Les Snead says they want Tavon Austin to be quote-unquote more like Deshaun Jackson. Things don't happen that way, okay? Just because they're short, fast, wide receivers, you can't just reasonably approximate what a Pro Bowl wide receiver can do. Les Snead, of course, probably wants that because he uh, also spent a lot of money signing Robert Woods in the offseason. They now have around $85-90 million invested in two what I would describe as number two or three wideouts in Tavon Austin and Robert Woods. That's really the way to support young, growing quarterback Jared Goff. And that's really the way to keep, um, you know, Todd Gurley with only, uh, you know, 78, 134 men in the box against him. So we'll see about that. Colts wide receiver coach. Sanjay Lal says Dante Moncrief, quote unquote, has all the tools to be one of the best wide receivers in the league and actually questioned the coaching that he received in the past. Now, Dante Moncrief is coming up on a contract year. Watch out. The the um, excuses are running dry. For the Indianapolis Colts, okay? They, uh, you know, changed GMs. They're starting to build up that defense and that offensive line. Andrew Luck will be healthy. They are loaded with weapons. I think uh, as some of these other teams in their division, most notably, in my opinion, the Tennessee Titans, start to grow, you really need to try and chime in when you can before the Texans have a uh, rock star quarterback, before the Titans and the Jaguars take the next step. Andrew Luck, Dante Moncrief, your time is right now. I believe. Alberto Riverione is now the new head of officiating in the NFL. He replaces Dean Blandino. Remember, Blandino left for for what, what would be a TV job, I believe, last month. 
And Alberto Rivion is now also, don't forget, he's going to have the role of that centralized instant replay that's happening. Now replays, remember, they're not going under the hood back in the New York City office. So I think that's interesting. Vikings have signed wide receiver Michael Floyd to a one-year, $1.5 million deal. It can grow to a bit with incentives, but you got to think about it. What really is there? On that roster, you know, you got like Stefan Diggs at wide out. So maybe Floyd can see some opportunities there. And in an interesting move, the Pats extended the May 9th tender to LeGarrette Blunt, um, a $1.1 million tender. I think that is very interesting, especially because the Pats have, you know, invested in guys like Rex Burkhead and Gillisley already this offseason. This may be, just be a move to block rivals like I told you about, like the Baltimore Ravens from potentially signing him because now when you put that tender on, it does in fact impact the compensatory picks. Otherwise, it would not. I was talking about what would happen this week. So the Pats kind of, you know, playing business and chess, trying to maybe, uh, you know, prevent someone like the Ravens from signing LeGarrette Blunt. As we're moving on here in the cipher, I want to bring my boy Donnie Burns into the discussion. Not only is he the love doctor, but he is my basketball correspondent here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We've been checking on all playoffs long. And uh, last night, you know, was what I thought was going to be a swing game in this Rockets Spurs series, and it went the way of Donnie Burns, not the way of Speeds and Spitting Statistician. The Spurs win 110 to 107 in overtime. All we got to do is look at the critical stat that we have been telling you guys about all series long. Houston went 16 of 49 from three-point range or 16 for 48. That is 33%. We uh, have been saying all series long, Donnie Burns, that is just not enough to get it done. The other big number that I'll leave you with that I think tells the story, albeit in an overtime game, Mr. Aldridge showed up with 18 points and 14 boards. We also got production out of Patty Mills, who had 20, and Danny Green as well. They combined to go 9 for 20 from three-point land. Things started clicking on the Spurs side. However... Kawhi Leonard may have gotten banged up a little bit. But, Donnie, if the Rockets don't uh, don't hit that number, like we said, it's going to be hard for them, huh? Yeah, it's going to be real hard for them. And, unfortunately, for the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, uh, update is it's a sprained ankle, but he is expected to play next game. However, it was good that LaMarcus Aldridge showed up because, like I said, if they're able to move on, He's going to be big time against the Warriors, and he needs to show up. We just need to see how Kawhi plays this next game. Do you rest Kawhi? I can't just because of how the, the series has gone. Right. You can't uh, like take it for granted that you yeah. would win a game seven back home, right? It's playoffs. It's not the regular season. If it was the regular season, obviously, I'd say, you know, rest him. But you need to you need to run him out there. I guess so. And as even James Harden said throughout the season, remember, Hooper's got a hoop. You know, he was playing out there with a bad wrist, I believe it was, for a long part, a large part of the season. Tonight in Boston, though, here's the thing, Donnie. I'm going to go with the same exact thesis that I had last night. I believe that Game 5 is the swing game, and just like I thought in the Western Conference, tonight in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to go with the road team being the Washington Wizards. Let me tell you something. The Celtics have been no great shakes in Boston all playoffs long. If you remember, uh, the Wizards were up 
you know, in the first half by over by double digits, both game one and game two against the Celtics. And don't forget that in the first round, the Chicago Bulls were not afraid of going to Boston either, winning some games there. This has not been a strong home court advantage, in my opinion, for the Boston Celtics, unless Isaiah Thomas decides to go off again. I think Washington is going to try to put the clamps down and double Isaiah for someone else to beat them. I am going to go out, I guess, on a limb, and I'm taking the road team, the Washington Wizards, in Boston tonight. What say you, Donnie Burns? Yeah, so I still have to season this. However, we talked about this the other day. I feel like Scott Brooks has figured out uh, with this kind of swing offense to the weak side with Isaiah Thomas, if Otto Porter shows up with that quiet 18 points again, you know, they're going to be hard to, to, to beat, but... I'm going to stay with the C's. I had the C's at the beginning of this bet. I know your boys had the Wizards. Yeah, so. I was with you. I yeah, was yeah, with yeah. you with the C's. And they're, they're going to come on on Tuesday, yeah. right when the conference finals mm-hmm. are getting it going. So we can go over that. You and me were on Boston Absolutely. overall. Uh, they were on They were on the Wizards. So this will be a big, a big matchup to decide who has bragging rights when we're talking on Tuesday on Fantasy Freestyle. Yeah, and the one thing that you know people are talking about is even though the Wizards are a four seed, they would match up a lot better right. against the Cavs in the next round. I just feel like the Wiz- a lot of people think the Wizards are missing another you know, uh, front court player, but I really think they need that one bench player to really make that next move. You know, they have, they have Wall and Beal, and they just need that one more, that bench player you to come off. You don't think Morris and Gortat? I, I really, no, I re- I'm not big on them. I don't think they could push them to the next level. Yeah, but well, they do match up better with the Cavs. You never know. I hear there's a team in L.A. that might be getting broken up. Very much so. Uh, you know, that would be very interesting if one of those guys on the front court wants very to make so. the cross-country trip. We shall see. Um, check it out here. On the, uh, on the Fantasy Freestyle, one of the things, you, you know, Donnie Burns, you know I've been talking about this all, you know, since its inception here. This idea of um, pain management in the NFL. Remember we had licensed athletic trainer Thomas Lowe come on talking about the Toradol. I have been talking about this for a while. Well, the NFL Players Association has officially filed a grievance with the NFL over the abuse of pain medication. In the collective bargaining agreement, Article 39 and Article 2 are about the quote-unquote non-compliance on federal law and ethical standards on the administration of federally scheduled drugs and painkillers. CBA was rewritten in 2011 to comply with these federal guidelines, and they are now citing examples where that has not been the case, and that is, in fact, the grievance. They're going, you know, putting forth actually about the use of painkillers. They say, you know, there was an expose in the Washington Post recently describing multiple instances where team and league officials were made aware, kind of, you know, had problems record keeping and they did not, in fact, comply. A quote from the Washington Post article indicts. uh, To be honest, Cincinnati Bengals head trainer Paul Sparling, for example, they have an email where he says, and I quote, Can you have your office fax a copy of the DEA certificate to me? I need it for my records when the NFL pill counters come to see if we're doing things right. Don't worry. I'm pretty good at keeping them off the trail. So there's that, and there's other examples out there, okay? And in response, you know, I have been advocating. We've been talking also about, you know, the idea of marijuana for safer and more effective treatment. The Gridiron Cannabis Coalition is advocating for this as well. Kyle Turley, who I'm going to be talking about, is doing it incredible series with Vice Sports called Chasing the Strains. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper uh, tomorrow. But what I wanted to talk about, I saw something and a former NFL lineman, Ryan Miller, really opened up about his concussions recently um, in interviews with the Denver Post talking about talking about 
you know, after concussions, remember waking up in his hospital bed with splitting headaches and everything, how bothered him, light, sound. You know, he couldn't even open his phone to dial 911. He described his memory loss. You know, he would go to the grocery store to buy groceries. He'd come home and go right back to the grocery store and half an hour later. And he wouldn't, you know, speak out about this because he said as a football player, he was trained and taught to sweep things under the rug and be tough, you know, and you don't talk about being hurt. Here's the point I wanted to make about this guy, Ryan Miller. This is a very serious issue. He only played eight games in the NFL. He had his he had a concussion when he was doing blocking drills at rookie training camp. He had a concussion when he was at during practice when he was on the Chargers practice squad. This is a guy who has not been in the league for years and years and years going through all this contact. Just just being, you know, on the on the practice squad, having a two-year career, you can do this and need therapy and need to try to once again control your life. That is what the NFL players are going through. We need to find ways to help them manage their pain without the opioids and the painkillers that are out there. Your boys Speeds the Spitting Statistician is going to continue to bring this to light here on the Fantasy Freestyle. But when we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit, put the fun in functional sports radio. We're going to talk a little bit more about the details of uh, basically what Matt Harvey just went on a bender. All that and more on the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Oh, oh! You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's get you caught up real quick on some early scores. Down there in Florida, the Marlins are all over the Cardinals early on. 4 nothing already in the top of the second. The Orioles have put up two in our nation's capital early on against the Washington Nationals. And down and up in Toronto already, it is already 3-2. to two. Toronto up on Cleveland, 3-2. to two. That that game in the bottom of the second. Hopefully you guys are playing who you need to win your leagues and win that cash. And another way you could win your cash by listening to us here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is because we always tell you also to go to rotoexperts.com. And right now they have their exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package. It's your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. You could stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns, trend analysis, and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor, Powered by InsideInjuries.com. Get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Enter promo code FREERADIO at checkout for a special discount. I got to tell you that InsideInjuries.com, they have good stuff. Like when a guy's coming back, I saw... I think it was Miguel Cabrera. He was returning from injury, and they were like, I don't know. He might re-aggravate it based on, you know, the factors. And boom, that's exactly what happened. I think the same thing happened on their site for Zach Britton. I really, really like what they're doing at InsideInjuries.com. And remember, if you get that RotoExperts.com exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package right now, and you enter the code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. When I was talking before, about uh, this guy, Ryan Miller, who was a guard in the NFL, 
but you know, only played like eight games in his career. It was more like on the practice squad, this sort of thing. I read an article about him, and the craziest thing about this whole article was at the very end, they made it a point to say that Ryan Miller has committed to donating his brain to science for the study of CTE after he dies. And to me, that's the craziest part of this entire situation. Why are we waiting? Why are we waiting to study or acknowledge that this exists? Why are we waiting, for example, to have clinical trials on the, uh, on the value of cannabinoids? On things like the brain. We've already talked about it with epilepsy and others. We're going to talk more about that going on this week. But I got to ask you, Donnie Burns, you know, is the Fantasy Freestyle the only place you're hearing about this? Is it Speeds bringing it to the masses? What do you think? Do you think that, like, this is important enough? Are we shining a light on this? Do you think this is getting enough attention, Don? I don't think it is, and I'm glad you do cover this because, like I said, it's not like you hear this on, like, every single radio station so it's kind of rare and and people do need to touch on it for sure thank you thank you donnie burns you know we do not only do we help them win their leagues and win that cash but we uh you know i give you what you need and we also keep the fun in functional sports radio i want to keep it moving though you know lighthearted. we've been talking about matt harvey I guess for the better part of a week at this point because about was about a week ago where he was you know playing prankster Playing prankster with his boy, Kevin Pluecki. Basically, you know, putting a dildo in the locker room. That's what happened there. And then we have now more details. You know, we thought, you know, the suspension, the three-day suspension. What was it? He didn't come on Saturday. Well, more details have come to light. And I'll tell you what. Leave it to our friends here in New York at the New York Post for uh, shining light on what went down. And this goes back. I don't know if you guys know, but here in New York, there was a big event uh, last weekend called the Met Gala. Okay. It's very, it's very, it's very, uh, you know, all the beautiful people are there. And apparently, Matt Harvey saw his ex girlfriend, Adriana Lima, there. And uh, his ex, Adriana Lima, was not there alone. Donnie, you know who she was with? I know you do. I uh, actually don't. You don't? No, I don't. Really? Yeah. She was there with her new man. Patriots wide receiver oh, Julian Edelman. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, and then Harvey also saw them together at the after party downtown at One Oak. This isn't, uh, this isn't the week of Matt Harvey. Exactly. So, it's definitely not. And then it's now coming out that, in essence, he saw this, okay, and basically felt some kind of way. So what did he do? He went on a bender like most guys would do in that situation. You see your ex with another famous guy, you know, new flavor of the month, whatever the case may be. He got a little bit upset, felt some kind of way, didn't know how to deal with it. Decided to go clubbing, you know, to try and reclaim his glory a little bit. Went on a bender and then couldn't make it to work. That's basically what happened. Donnie, This is not a good look for him. Remember, I've been saying for a while, we even had a poll question up on it earlier this week. My thesis is this. He just needs a little bit of a break from the New York scene. 
He needs a little bit of a break from even having the potential to worry about his model, dancer, singer, ex-girlfriends. We don't. He doesn't need that anymore. He's now 31 with a rising career ERA. He is not a kid that is painting the town red anymore. Leave it to me. Your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician. You know, he's in his 30s himself. He ain't going out like he used to when he was back in the day when he was the man. You're trying to Netflix and chill with your boy Speeds. And if you do so, watch Tramps. Don't forget about that. But, yo, Don, I think, I mean, you tell me, bro. He He just sounds like kind of like a jilted lover who didn't know how to respond, felt some kind of way, and went on a bender. Yeah, it's pretty much like he completely forgot that he is a major league baseball pitcher. But, I mean, I did watch his apology. Sure, sure, sure. We played it on air. Yeah, and if you watch the video, uh, we touched on this, I guess, yesterday or the day before. Nothing was written down. You know, it was very heartfelt. Sure. But, like, you can't do that. Yeah, you really absolutely. Can. And so I'm telling you, now that it's coming out that this is some kind of, you know, I, where's A-Rod and J-Lo and Mark Anthony when you need them? That's what I am. That's, That's what I'm weird asking. That's still very much <laughs> That's weird what I'm asking. But in any event, I mean, I don't know. You think A-Rod, J-Lo, and Mark Anthony is weirder now than Matt Harvey, Adriana Lima, and Julian Edelman? Yeah, I still think it's weirder. But <laughs> it's weirder that they actually the, get along. The, twi- the twist with Harvey completely missing the game. Yeah, might, man, that might take the. Cake. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. Imagine if was Mark Anthony. Imagine if Mark Anthony saw, you know, like saw these guys, J Lo and uh, A Rod, and like couldn't handle it, and like I don't know, went on some bender and didn't show up for his next concert. Was Harvey's a night game, or was that in the morning? It was no, no, no. It was that he didn't show up. Uh, for a day that he wasn't even the starting pitcher in Saturday. I believe it was an afternoon. Still, it's, I, don't, I don't think it's an option. He went out and played golf that morning. I don't think that's an option. It's not like, hey, you know what? I'm not coming today. Exactly. No, I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Yo, check it out. The other thing, if you know, if you've been listening to the Fantasy Freestyle, you know one thing that Donnie Burns and I have been getting into big time is the big three Ice Cube League, okay? And I told you one of the best things that ever happened to that league was having Michael Rappaport as the sideline reporter. And yo, they're at it again. Remember, we had Ice Cube and Michael Rappaport explain some of the differences of the rules of the big three. Well, uh, that was fun, but we have them talking a little bit more. It's not only the four-point shot. It's not only the hand-checking, stuff like that. They are talking about how deep the competition is in the Big Three. Check it out. This is uh, Michael Rappaport, roving reporter for Big Three, and the league's founder, Ice Cube, talking about how heated it got at the draft combine, that these guys really want a ball. This is not a publicity stunt. This is ballers trying to still ball. Let's play that, Donnie. Barclays, Brooklyn, New York. What can people expect? What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise about the games that are airing on FS1? Monday Night Basketball. Monday Night Basketball. June 26th. Yes. What do you think is going to be the biggest surprise, the biggest takeaway that people see right off the bat? The competition. Yep. How competitive they are. You know, we had to break the fight at the, uh, at the uh, combine yesterday because guys are getting at it. Did you ever think... You would see the day where Charles Oakley is playing Peacemaker to any sort of basketball, uh, you know, little beef. That's why we. That's why this league is great because we got some dogs out here, man. We got some dudes. I think it's that, all dogs. That's really down for, for, for balling. You know, they ain't all about the, the glamour, the glitz. People don't it's have all about to be winning. here. No. They here because they want to be here. They want to play. And to see Charles have to break up a fight, that just 
It's the essence of what we're about. Man. What is the world coming to when Charles Oakley is breaking up fights? It's the big three, baby. All right, Cube. Yo, I can't wait to see it. I'm so happy to be a part of it. Um, and, you know, I just appreciate you having me. And, and like, yo, the dude is a big idea, man. Like, you've you, you broken the mold many, many times. And I feel like with the big three starting on FS1, June 26th, the mold is going to be broken again. And it's all, you know, your idea. Without a doubt. But this is not about me. It's about I know it. us. I know. It's about basketball fans. It's about having something to do in the boring-ass summer. Boring you know? summer. But this no is disrespect about, to baseball. No disrespect to baseball. There's no Olympics going on. NASCAR and all that stuff. You want to watch some NASCAR, watch some NASCAR. You want to see some bowlers. I love NASCAR. I love baseball. But you're going to love the big three. Do you really love NASCAR Ice Cube? I do. Do you, do you love I Ice Cube? Do, Have you ever sponsored a car like the Cube car? I never sponsored a car, man. You know, man, but I respect that game. I'm driving that fast, yes. that close. Come on now. The most viral sporting event of the summer of 2017, the Big Three, starting June 26th, FS1. Big Three basketball, pro three-on-three, three, with every single player, every single name you'll recognize is going to be going at it. Yeah. So there you have it. There's Ice Cube and Michael Rappaport once again hyping up the Big Three. And uh, I think there are two things that are really interesting there. One is they're talking about trying to own the summer. You know, that share of time after the NBA Finals until, say, preseason football gets started. They talk about, you know, no disrespect to baseball. And I heard my boy Jake Seeley and the Fantasy Executive talking about this on the Fantasy Sports Network a little bit earlier on this week about, like, does baseball really own that time at all? I think the Big Three is going to take a share of viewers and eyeballs and really... uh, I think they're going to eat into. Uh, I think they're going to eat into the shares of uh, sports fans in July. Donnie Burns, I know you and me, we're really excited to see it, right? Yeah. I think they. Do you think they got a a chance to you know siphon off some fans during the the the, the long days of summer? I mean, I do, and and here's the thing. This kind of bias, I guess, because I, I find baseball to be somewhat slow. Until right. I, like I said, they, their young players are great, but they have to figure out you know, on the networks, how to make it not so slow. Like, people will tune into this big three because it's something new, like Rappaport said. It's something fresh. It's something we haven't seen yet. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. Like I said, hopefully we can go. Yeah, I hope so, too. We'll see uh, We'll see if our fearless leader can uh, spit the bill. The other thing he said was Charles Oakley is playing Peacemaker. How funny is that after what we saw earlier this year at Madison Square Garden? Charles Oakley actually playing Peacemaker. The last story I want to tell you guys here as we put the fun in functional sports radio here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Yo, Charles Oakley might be playing Peacemaker, but uh, Shaq might be playing Sheriff. Okay, he is going to run for Sheriff, apparently, in 2020. I don't know if it's in Georgia or Florida. Remember, he has been a police officer before. He says he's doing this as a means to try to bring people together, as you know, obviously, in some communities where we talk about, you know, police violence and things of that nature. Shaq putting himself out there once again as an example, saying he'll, you know, he'll build a team of people that are, in fact, smarter than him. I think he's saying he's been before, I think, with Atlanta, with their actual law enforcement. So, again, if you're listening right now in WWE 11. 100 a.m. in Atlanta through our Sports Byline affiliates. Let me know if you see Shaq at the training academy because I think that is going to be very interesting. And then maybe, you know, he can be deputized to help Charles Oakley out there with the competition that there will be in the big three, three three-on-three league this summer. When we come back, 
We're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to check in on the polls. I'm going to give you updates on the scores. Capitals and Penguins have just gotten started. Uh, All that and more as we end the show here on a Wednesday on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez, holding you down on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. doing big things here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Dane Martinez, holding you down on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let me give you some early scores. Major League Baseball tonight. The Marlins are up 4-0 at home on the Cardinals. Orioles have taken, jumped out to a 3-0 lead in that Battle of the Beltway series with the Nationals. Indians and Blue Jays now tied at 3 in Toronto. And the Rays have a one nothing lead on the Kansas City Royals. Remember, I said use Chris Archer tonight. The Rays are up one nothing. Archer so far holding down the Kansas City offense like everybody has done so far. Midway through the first period in Game 7, the Washington Capitals and Pittsburgh Penguins, they are still scoreless. And I want to let you guys know, Thank you for following the Fantasy Freestyle. Keep it tuned here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to have In This League with my man Chris Welsh up next. One thing I want to get at also is tell you how we're doing on the poll. Remember, we had a poll question up today. How do you feel about bat flips after home runs and other kind of celebrations in the NFL or in the NBA, kind of individual or group celebrations? Right now... 50% of you would probably be kind of what I would say, which is it's okay, just don't go overboard. 44% of you guys say it's fine in any situation, go as hard as you want. It's, you know, it's pretty hard to hit a home run. It's pretty hard to score a touchdown in the NFL, so do what you want, which to me means... Only 6% of you guys out there, and thanks to everybody for voting on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle or following me at Spittin' Speeds. Remember, if you have any questions, send them on out. Only 6% of you say that it shows up the other team. And I'm telling you, you know, we have all these stuffy, unwritten rules. We talk about the no fun league. These are the people just saying it's not a big deal. Let them celebrate. Let them bring more flavor to the game, especially in baseball. That may be what keeps the millennials coming back. That and, of course, as we learned, the video games and the streaming coverage is what it comes down to. So I was very interested to see that when it comes down to it, only 6% of you actually think that there's any problem. We are, in fact, in the millennial era. Check it out tomorrow. Come on back. Like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Kyle Turley um, video series on Vice Sports about marijuana as a pain alternative. And we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We'll see what happens. Game 5, Wizards and Celtics tonight. Dane Martinez, Donnie Burns here. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. See you all tomorrow.